0: Uh, first of all, I heard you won your 300th game. Is that true? I keep on hearing people talk about it here. Congratulations.
1: Yeah, appreciate it. Unbelievable yeah. accomplishment.
0: Um, do you feel different than you <laughs> did in that, uh, that first game? <laughs> Same place. Feel different? Do you coach different?
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, I probably feel a little bit different, but still once it – football is still football. So it's changed, but it's still – football still football.
0: Are you better – or how much better? Because everybody's better at something if they do it for a long period of time. But how much better do you believe you've developed as a as a coach over the years? I mean, certainly people recognize you. But you personally, how do you feel about where you are?
1: Yeah, I don't know. I have really thought about <laughs> it. I'm not, I'm not sure. Save it for the I book? Know, I know one thing. It, uh, I've had a lot of good players. And uh, that's what wins football games is good football players. So you can exit out all you want. You got a bunch of bad players. You're probably not going to do very well. So, I've had a lot of good ones. I've had some great ones going back to the Giants, and uh, so that's that's the main thing: is to have good players that are, you know, tough, smart, dependable. Um, and I've been very fortunate to have those. And had a lot of great coaches too. Had a great, great staff in Cleveland. Have a great staff here. Um, had a lot of good people. Had a great staff of the Giants. You know, as a defensive coordinator, so very, um, you know, I'll grow and. Um, Romeo, and, you know, those guys are pretty, pretty good coaches. So, um, I've been fortunate.
2: Yeah. Just, just watching social media, you know, I know you don't pay attention to it. Yeah. And no, um, I've been on that all day. I know, yeah. I know. I know you're, how many, you pro, I think I looked at your account. You had like 500,000 likes yeah. when you got 300 wins. I think what, I just think it's cool, you know, and I know you're a humble guy, but I think it's just really cool when I see all the older players, Guys from all those different eras, just sending out congratulations to you, and everyone kind of says the same thing um when when they when they talk about you, but as far as being able to coach so long is is the most important thing i guess if you're giving advice to another coach, would it be just be consistent with your approach and your message?
1: Well, I'd say do what you believe in um you know there's a lot of different ways to do it, but I think when you try to be something you're not, or be somebody you're not, or do something that you don't really believe in uh, as a facade because somebody else did it. Or uh, I don't think that's going to work very well. I think you got to you got to do what you believe in, then you have confidence and conviction. And
2: do you think the players pick up on those coaches that are just trying to be somebody that they're not?
1: Uh, well, they probably do, but in the end, it's you know, it's any any time trying to be something you're not or do something you're not. That's probably not a real good thing. Yeah, you know, I'm curious because you've had a lot of guys under you
3: go off and coach in other places. Are those discussions do you ever have with any of those guys on their way out as far as just maybe what to become? I've talked,
1: with to, yeah, I've talked to almost all of them. Um, but being your own length, guy? Well, about whatever they want to talk about. If they have questions, if they ask me a question, I'll give them an honest answer. Yeah, because one of the things... I'm not going to sit there and you know preach to them on what right. they should be or shouldn't be or should or shouldn't do. That's not my place to do that, um, but... They have questions, and there's things they want to talk about. Um, I think if you talk to any of those people, from Josh to Billy O to Matt, Brian Flores, they'd all tell you that if they asked me something or they wanted help with something, that I would try to help them prepare for the interview or, you know, the process or whatever it happened to be.
0: Everybody's (coughs) talking about everybody's future this past week. Were you kidding that time you made the comment, I don't want to be Marv Levy? coaching in my 70s is that a joke
1: yeah <laughs> yeah you, you know remember, what, what, you, remember you said it yeah it no just, I did yeah, yeah. Um, and uh you know when I said it I maybe I didn't know what 70 felt like so <laughs> not really sure if that's an accurate statement today or not I don't really know uh at the time I didn't feel that way now that I'm closer to that age I don't know trust me that's what happens
0: in life I'm finding out you know, yeah exactly yeah a young eighty.
1: Yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> yeah, young anything. So the
2: game. Um, uh, just looking at the game, a great win. Um, defensively, I think we're all just amazed just how unbelievably just special this this group is. Especially just the amount of turnovers that they create. Some people would call it luck, bouncing the ball bouncing their way, but it really. Just the Jonathan Jones play—what an unbelievable hustle play by him! Even Van Noy, yeah, the offensive lineman kicked the football, but I mean, he had a lot to do with that, putting that offensive lineman in that position. Um, you know, and Lawrence Guy—I mean, it, it was, Some people will call it fluky, but I would say, I mean, it's because they're 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 coached to do that, and it's working.
1: Well, we have a very alert group of guys, and um, you know, they they have really good ball awareness. Um, You know, as you know, you just have a split second to, you know, sometimes make those decisions. Can you get the ball? Do you make the tackle? You know, what do you do? And um, the John Jones play was kind of interesting because he's so fast. He was able to, you know, track Chubb down, and he probably had a couple seconds to think about, all right, am I going to have a chance to strip this and time it right and so forth? But a lot of plays are bang, bang plays, and, and, uh, you know, but if you got a lot of guys hustling the ball, you know, like Simon's interception, uh, off of Gilmore's tip, you know, if you're hustling to the ball and the ball's in the air and you got some guys there, then you got a better chance of recovering it, just like the the strip that John John Jones had, uh, without Devin recovering that fumble, it's I don't say a meaningless play, but it doesn't have much impact if they recover it there. So um Devin's effort, John's effort, uh those are you know, it's it's a lot of team football there. You know, we had some other chances. You know, Steph had a shot mm-hmm. at an interception. We knocked the ball off of, um, Hilliard on the punt return. You know, but we had two guys hitting him and, and nobody left to get the ball. So, um, you know, hopefully we can keep being aggressive. But I, I think it really comes down to players and their ball awareness. You know, Bruschi was like that. Bruschi just had a nose for the ball. He just found the ball. Jamie Collins, always like that. He just He just knows where the ball is, and. You know, he makes those plays in practice. He gets his hands on more balls than anybody else in practice, and, and gets a bunch of them in the game. So, if a guy doesn't have that initially, is that
2: something that could be taught, well, sure. or is it it's, is it more instinctive, or well, is it? I
1: think it's very instinctive, but you, certainly you can improve it. You know, but look, I don't think you can make a slow player fast, but you can make you know a slow player faster. He can improve his speed, uh, or he can improve his quickness, or whatever it is. You know. Well, yeah, anticipation, recognition, yeah. training and so forth. So I mean you're not gonna ever make him a fast, fast guy, but he can be, you know, get improved marginally. So he can get stronger, you can get faster, you can get quicker. You can improve your technique, you know, mm-hmm. you can improve your um, instincts and awareness.
2: Is Jonathan Jones the fastest guy on the team? I know he's fast he, he, at all. Yeah,
1: he'd be one of them. Yeah.
2: Who would be the other? Because I know it's Jonathan Jones. Slater. I know there's Slater's fast.
1: Slater's if you
2: put those two in a race, you think Slater old man Slater could keep up with him? Slater's fast. How oh, well, about Devin too, right? Slater's
1: fast. Bethel's fast. Yeah. Devin's fast. Uh, you know, again, it's some speed it's relative. Yeah. You know, some guys um you know, are as you know, kind of second twenty guys. Some guys are first twenty yeah. guys and you know, top out um <laughs> bolts pretty fast. Um Justin Bethel's fast. Mm-hmm. So Dorsett's fast. Uh, we got a bunch of fast guys. I don't know what it's like to be fast. I can't relate to that. (laughs) You mean (laughs) either. But it must be a good feeling to know know. you can catch the guy or the guy can't catch you. I don't really know what that's like.
0: So your offensive line against that defensive front, you told us last week, that's a good defensive front, and obviously it is Miles Garrett or whatever. But I thought it was interesting. You've got the one touchdown lead early in the third quarter. They're coming at Brady right now. They're sending the house, putting a lot of pressure. And then Josh calls for that screen to James White, kind of opened everything up. Was it difficult trying to make some of those adjustments with your offensive line, especially with Shaq Mason out with that defensive front?
1: Yeah, well, they're they're as you said, they're a good front. They they do a good job. They mix it up quite a bit in terms of uh, bringing a fifth rusher, or a DB, a linebacker, or stunt the line, and so forth. So, uh, they're a very athletic group and a powerful group. Uh, so, it's it's tough sledding in there. Um, but you know, we battled them. We had some. You know, we had a few. They had a few. But you're right, the screen pass is a big play. That was a you know, great call, well executed. Um, you know, Joe Tooney really made a great block on that to get the play started and uh you know the once White got into space then he, you know, did his thing in the open field, which is you know he's pretty good in there. So um but that was a big one, you know, we hit Dorsett on a on a go route, hit Watson on a seam pass, uh hit Julian uh on an over route on a you know, and on fla- a short flag route. Uh, Sanu on an over route, so you know, we are able to to get some, some chunk kind of plays uh, against the defense, which is you need because it's, yeah. it's hard to just grind it out, you know, three yards against them all the time. They just, uh, you know, they're going to get you on some negative plays, a sack or a tackle for a loss. And so you're going to have to have some plays in there where you, you know, you gain some yardage. So you guys,
3: uh, Mohamed Sanu comes in here this week, and, and uh, Nikhil Harry working out. We'll see what happens with him this weekend. Is that hard? You're eight weeks into it and just some turnover here at wide receiver to kind of get into the rhythm of it. Obviously, Edelman's there getting all his targets, but reintroducing guys or getting guys healthy again, does that make it difficult for you guys offensively, just looking for some stability?
1: Yeah, well, that's uh, that's what it is. Though. It's the National Football League. So name a team, name a year where it's not like that. There's not many.
3: So Nikhil Harry, um... If they activate him this weekend, if you're playing on it, and how's he looked for you the first last week and so far here
1: since he's come back? Yeah, so the the window on him would be through next Tuesday, a week from tomorrow, um, and he's you know he's uh, been out there for two weeks and he's um, yeah, I mean he's worked hard, he's you know gotten a lot of reps on um, the scout teams, taking some reps with the with the rest of the group, some one-on-ones, things like that. So, you know, we'll see how it goes.
0: We get a day left in the uh, trading deadline. You've already made moves. Um, do you anticipate making another move here? Yeah, Is it possible?
1: Rather, no, I'm sure anything's possible. I don't know. It's hard to say. Um, you know, you, you need two teams to trade. So uh, I don't I don't know that uh, – Anything would happen, but I, you know, things can change in a hurry. We traded for Talib. I mean, that trade probably happened in less than ten minutes, between three fifty and four o'clock or whatever it was. It right was. at the deadline. Yeah. Wow. So you could ask me that question at two in the afternoon, and I would have said no, I don't think so. And but at three fifty-five, it looked a lot different. So you just you never know. You never know. And and honestly, I haven't personally been that involved in it you know other members of our staff are in the personnel department obviously nick and you know some of his other people in pro personnel talk to various teams or they call us or whatever and so that's just you know who knows how those conversations go you know nothing 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 all of a sudden well what about this well uh, yeah maybe let's talk about that so it, it could happen quickly and i've heard some where it's you know going 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 and then all of a sudden at the end it just Falls apart, so, you know, you think you're close and you're a mile away, and you think you're a mile away, and you close the gap in a few minutes. So, we'll see.
2: You know, the uh, you were just talking about uh, ball awareness, and you know, Glenn mentioned the James White play, the screen play and it just, I think about you, you know, as far as there's players that are instinctive, I think it kind of goes with uh, offensive coordinators. So I think Josh's timing, really, since he's been a coordinator, has been really has been great especially with that, the timing, third and 10, where you guys were, backed up, needed a big play. I just thought maybe you can just talk about how just is that instinctive or is that also just learned based on the flow of the game? Because the fact that he called it right then and there, it was, I feel like, the perfect opportunity to call
1: it. Yeah, I think that's um, – oh, there's certainly a lot of skill in play calling um, – and we've had we've had good play callers here, you know. I thought Charlie had a good, you know, knack for that, especially some of the gadget type plays he would call. You know, um, Josh does, Billy did. Uh, so there's there's certainly a sense that you know, look, you have a lot of plays to call, and it's when you call them, and you know what situation you call them in, and also what plays you've called before that, uh, and and try to anticipate what they're doing, and so you get it matched up right. So. There's definitely a lot of skill to that. And, uh, you know, being aggressive versus being, you know, let's say playing situational football versus being aggressive. And and then most importantly, knowing what your players can do. You know, you've got to do something that they can do. If they can't do it, then it might be a good play on paper. But if we can't execute it, then you don't have anything. So, um, But one of the things we did well yesterday was we didn't turn the ball over and we didn't have any penalties on offense. So that's always a good place to start you know try not to go backwards take care of the ball and um, you know then wait for the good things to happen
3: so i remember last year we were we we're talking about you talk about Tyreek Hill and the first time you see him you hear he's fast but seeing it live is a different level and maybe that helped you the second time you faced him are you facing like a similar challenge this sunday with Lamar Jackson where you know he's quick you know he's fast and it's almost something these guys need to see in person to realize how fast he is
1: Yeah, I think any time you see an offense like the Ravens, it's a little bit different uh, than what you normally see. I mean, look, there's fast players in this league every week, uh, so there are plenty of fast guys. But actually playing against, uh, you know, your matchup is a little bit different than than watching on film, and and the Baltimore offense is a little bit different. We haven't really seen anything like this uh, in a while. I don't think anybody else in the league really does this, so... um, you know, if you were to play it multiple times, I think it would be helpful. But it's, you know, it it's is what it is. So we will see it for the first time, and LCS for the first time. So there will be some, you know, learning involved there on both sides, I'm sure.
0: So he ran the ball a lot last year. His numbers are way up throwing the football. How much better is he now throwing the football, and how much more different is that for you as a double threat now? <coughs>
1: Well, it's yeah, it's definitely a problem, and they he's a very good deep ball thrower, so uh, they run a lot of deep passes, and if they hit him, it's a big play, and if you have a lot of guys back there and he takes off and runs, that could be a big play too. Uh, and they have some you know, solid play-action game because they run the ball more than any team in the league, so if you got too many guys up there playing the run or they don't take care of their responsibility, then they run right by him and hit you on play-action. So they actually have a pretty well-balanced offense, and... Um, you know they have two backs Jackson and you know
0: Ingram Ingram yeah yeah whoever the running back is yeah. right. you know
1: but it's there's really there's two backs in the backfield not one it looks like one but it's, you know it's really two so you know that's a problem um yeah, but you know we've seen other running quarterbacks you know obviously you know Buffalo we faced that and seen some athletic guys so but I look it's a tough matchup no doubt I and mean, it's a good football team
2: is it, you know you you, know, you haven't seen a, a team like this in a while the the team that comes to mind would be, in the core of, would be that that the San Francisco Forty ers and Colin Kaepernick that year, they were running that. Is yeah, that was that fair enough, yeah. comparison?
1: Uh, yeah, it would be that. More recently, it would be, uh, you know, when Coach Runland was up at Buffalo with you know, Tyrod Taylor. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, we've seen it, but again, it's a different different group of players, different skills, and uh, you know, Tyrod Taylor was a problem and similar type of athletic quarterback yeah. that could, you know, maybe not as fast as Jackson might be, you know, but he's a pretty good thrower. He's a good player. So, you know, we've seen things similar to that, but that's, you know, it's been a couple of years.
2: So does one of those, so to, I guess to replicate that in practice, does Stidham or Cody Kessler or who take a side, take us watch from the sideline and put like one of those fast cornerbacks in there to kind of give him a, a, you know, a speedier look at what it's really going to be like. Or maybe tailback? Yeah.
1: No, I think somewhere along the line we've got to, yeah, we need to try to simulate the speed at that position that is comparable to Jackson's. I think that's somewhere, you know, somewhere we're gonna have to do that in practice. Sure.
2: Okay, so uh, that was that was painless today, right? Oh, he's been doing pretty, it for a while. <laughs> it's pretty painless. There's no no big news. Nothing <laughs> oh, crazy. I no thought. crazy, uh, you know, trades or anything. All right. So this is uh this is the end. So it's, coach, your drive of the week is what?
1: Um can we include high tower sumble recovery in that <laughs> you can <laughs> yeah, you can you
2: can use that, <laughs> that was pretty good.
1: Yeah, we'll take that one. I have that. One was for a big you. play in the game, you know, It was three nothing and and uh now it's ten nothing. Yeah. You know, and that was you know that was a big play. So um yeah, I'll nominate that.
2: Yeah, I thought that third quarter, the seven play, eighty four yard drive you guys had, which included the yeah, James absolutely. White what I think, and the other play that gets maybe it's underrated is Sony Michelle third and one. Yeah, I mean that he was have, a good run. I mean he stayed on his feet. I just thought Sony Michelle probably one of his better games just as well. far. He played really hard, ran hard. He did maybe got a lot of yards after yeah.
1: contact, got some tough yards, and the touchdown. Uh, you know, was able to you know get a little bit of extra time there. Hit Julian, Julian made a good catch, ran through and uh, ran through an arm tackle and and scored. So yeah, it was out. You know, I'd love that drive too. Yeah.
0: <laughs> All right, Sunday night game, so we'll see you back here uh, Monday afternoon. Bill, congratulations again on 300, and good luck moving on to 301.
1: I right, appreciate it. Thanks, Glenn. Christian, Lou, thank Coach. you. Yep.